Hansel Robles. Hansel Robles. Hansel Robles is who, Robles. Is who did that. Hansel. Robles. Oh my God. Robles. Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> that he's not. Freaking hysterical. Arenado <laughs> goes strike, strike, ball, 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 ball. I can't Game tell. Winner. I can't tell if they're replacing the windows on that building or if they're. No, they always oh, look like that. Yeah, it's, it's a design okay. element. Yeah. All right. Are you well, ready? Awesome. Yeah, you that's stuff? a great it's a great start to the Broncos Blitz. Yeah. Actually, uh, no, no, here okay. so at start, the rooftop. Start clean. Start clean. All right. Come on. Start clean. Ah, that was a good start. I like this. All this is going on. It's all on the record. It's too late now. He said stop. Do you like have the, too. Does he have the copy points to talk yep. about tap? Okay. Yes, yes I do. I do. Let's do it. Let's go. Broncos Blitz Podcast. This is Ryan Green, and I brought some friends. Uh, we are in a unique location. Uh, I'll start off with the friends. I got TJ Carpenter to my left. Hey, TJ. what's up, Ryan? How you doing? I'm doing well. All right, awesome. I got Sean Drotar across the table from me. Hello. And then I got Nate Lundy here, who you may not be able to hear because he's kind of far away from the mic. But well, I'm trying. I will project toward said microphone. <laughs> and then we got Eric. I don't know his last name yet. I'm, I <laughs> That's right. It's just Eric. It's Eric. It's Eric. Just All right, Eric. Eric. He doesn't want any of his family members to know he's here. Okay. Well, he's in a good spot to not hear anything he says, so that'll work. We are in the unique location. <laughs> the unique location of Tap 14. We are going to be recording a lot of podcasts up here. The Rockies game just got out. We can see Coors Field across the street. Uh, Tap 14, the reason we like this place is the Colorado Beers. It's got 70, 70. Sean, Sean's ordering literally beers. Ordering Sean's ordering beer live. during live. the podcast. That's right. He's ordering one of those 70 Colorado beers. One of the 70 Colorado beers. Right, craft Alexi. beers. It's okay. It's one of the good. 100 Colorado spirits. We're at 1920 Blake Street. This rooftop is awesome. TJ, have you been here? This is, is my this, first time you, here. This is your first time. Right, so it's fantastic. They have a wall. No, it's, is it a wall or is it a... Uh, it's a it's, graveyard. It's a graveyard of... of uh, cakes. Of cakes. Yeah. Right. So they've got a cake yard. on one end. They've got, a cake yard. They've got the cornhole. Well, they've got the cornhole fields over here as well. They got a great bar, and uh, the woodwork is very beautiful up here. I would agree with that. Rooftop, and then the woodwork is just fantastic. I really like it. As a carpenter, I will say the woodwork is fantastic. It's a good thing we're surrounded by so many Colorado beers because boy, training camp has got off to one hell of a start. Jesus uh, you guys done with the? <laughs> you guys done with the quarterbacks yet? Like, could, yes. could you just go with I'm with the so wildcat formation? I'm so talking about how bad these guys oh, are. They're, awful. they're so I'm terrible. I'm sick of it. They're so bad. I, it, it's it is. Look, today uh, as we sit here recording this on Thursday, today they looked better. Okay, but the problem is that it's sort of like you know you look better. Well, but compared to what? I mean, yesterday was so god awful in their performance that I'm not sure it was possible for them to look worse. So when we say they look better, which truthfully, they looked better today. Both of them did, especially Trevor. But you're looking better than than what? I mean, that's like buying a penny stock and having it go to two cents. I mean, it's great, but it doesn't make me Jeff Bezos. Can I extend your analogy for a second and say, like, if, if we were on North Dakota State's campus, like if you go to North Dakota State, the quarterbacks, they're like a 10 on the North Dakota State campus. You go to Arizona State, and they're like a 4, like a 3 or a 4. It's a, it's a little ugly, maybe like a lazy eye. 
not good. Well, you talked about you know who they were were better than today. That they were better, but they weren't actually even better than Kyle Sloter, the former Northern Colorado Bear, who started on seven on seven drills, completing six straight passes, hit uh, Carlos Henderson for a forty yard touchdown that was that was beautiful. And the truth is, if we're coming into this quarterback battle and saying that Simeon and Lynch were better and could barely separate from Sloter who you're forgiven, by the way, even in Colorado, if you hadn't heard of him until I just mentioned his name, that gives you an idea of where they stand right now. Do we have to dispel the myth of the quarterbacks looking bad because of the defense they're going yes. against? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That has nothing to do today, with it. Because today, the to do vets, with it. half the no-fly zone is more of a restricted airspace today. It wasn't the no-fly zone. It was just like two guys out there. It was like Airwolf. Right, and it was still kind of a similar performance from the quarterbacks. I wouldn't say... I, I don't know. I'm, this week discouraged me. It was the past two days that I just really felt awful about the quarterbacks because you would think by now they would show some improvement or at least a clear leader, and none of them have done that, in my eyes at least. The other issue that I have, and we brought this up on the show this morning, is people are saying, well, just wait for the preseason. you like, you got to see them in a game environment. you got to do that. The first two games are against the Bears and the flipping 49ers. Okay? I mean, what are you going to learn against these teams? That you can Both be bad of them teams? suck. That's the catch. You, you can't learn if they're particularly good, but you can learn if this isn't a mirage and they're actually like, like, I are wish that bad. They're, play, they're playing the Packers in week three over at Mile High, and I wish that were week one. I wish that were week one so that you could legitimately say we're playing against a playoff caliber team. The Bears are not going to sniff the playoffs. The Niners are not going to sniff the playoffs. And so right now, you know, I'm worried that fans are going to come out of that game and, and have an opinion of one quarterback or the other. And we're going to be sitting here a week from now because the game is a week from tonight. And we're going to be arguing about, yeah. well, yeah, he completed 11 out of 16 for 130 yards and a touchdown. But we're going to be talking about, yeah, but it was against the Bears. I mean, I, I don't know. I, that's my concern is because I have been preaching over and over again that I just want to see them in a game. But I'm not sure I want to see him in that game. <laughs> Say it out loud and think about the idea of splitting hairs between the comparison of of, uh, of Trevor Simeon and uh, Paxton Lynch's preseason stat lines against a bad Bears team. Like that's where we're at with the quarterbacks on the Denver Broncos. That's not where you want to be. You, the, the the preseason needs to be completely and totally irrelevant to your evaluation of any position, let alone quarterback. So the idea that fans are going to try to make some sort of determination, or let alone coaches are going to try, try to make some sort of a determination on who the better quarterback is based on that is terrifying. It should be terrifying to fans. Yeah, it, it is a fascinating situation when you take a look at, at the way that this quarterback battle, if you will, shapes up because it, it is hard to evaluate. Even against the, the Bears and the 49ers, if you're going to use the preseason performances as a, as a gauge, they, they're not going to both run with the ones. Yeah. Ostensibly, you would alternate. One quarterback will start one game, the other one will start the other game. So there's not even an apples to apples comparison there. But we talked about how what we're seeing that's concerning is because it doesn't have to do with the Broncos' defense. When, when you're seeing quarterbacks basically look at one receiver, don't even make it to their second read, and then tuck and run, not because they're being pressured, simply because that's their instinct. That means that the coaching staff has a lot of work to do, specifically in this case with Lynch. 
All right, so we're kind of done with the quarterback situation. We've been talking about it all week. What do you wish the fan base was talking about with this team? Like, what do you think the fan base should be talking about the most at the moment? Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles. Yes, you have a significant a, a viewpoint of Garrett Bowles. What have you seen so far? Why do you like him so much if, off, right off the bat? We know he can run block because we saw him do it in college. His footwork is outstanding, um, and he's... He's huge. I mean, he's a big dude. He's a big guy. Um, he's very intense. I love his approach to practice, and that's because, like, when he gets beat, so, like, if Vaughn beats him around the edge, um, if Edabali, uh, 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 am I saying it right? Yeah, Kasim Edabali. Edabali. Instead of beats Zach him, Barrett or Shane, whoever right? injured. When he gets beat in a, in a drill against the defensive players, he goes over and asks the defend like he, he goes to the defenders and basically says, Okay, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like tell tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, you did this, what should I have done to stop you? Instead of being frustrated or pissed off as a rookie, like, well shit, I screwed up and I got beat and all this. He wants so he, and I love the the reason that stands out to me is because as much as his coaches are working with him, he's not going to his coach and asking what I did wrong. He's going to the guy that beat him yeah. and saying, how do I make sure you don't do that to me next time? And if one of those guys that he's talking to is 58, yeah. if, if he can get his pass rush, if he can get his pass blocking down, like I said, we know he can run block. We know his footwork is great. We've talked to Schlereth about it. Talked with Schlereth about it uh, over the weekend. And Mark talked about Garrett's footwork and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We know all of that is there. So if he can get the pass blocking, and if he can spend a year in a conditioning program in the NFL, because remember, he's never done that. Right. If he can spend a year with the conditioning, the strength, the nutrition, all the stuff that they give these guys in the yeah. National Football League, I mean, I know everybody does the barring injury. I'm using the air quotes here. You may have found your guy because everything about him is freaking intense. And he yeah. wants to he wants to be the best offensive lineman on the team. And the fact that he's a rookie is not an excuse to him. He does not accept that as a reason for why he's not ready. He believes he is an NFL offensive lineman, not a rookie, not learning, not is this is me, this is my job, and I better learn how to do it. I love the mentality, Nate. I, I like what you said about Garibaldi. I think you're dead on. The question is, what does he do with the information he gets, and will he use it to advance himself and, and get the experience? Because we don't know that yet. And how, how quickly can you incorporate that advice into right. something that you do But he's already done everything that he's supposed to do I, to this point. And the question is, like, what does he do moving forward? And if he does the right things, then that makes quarterback easier that makes the the other I think it's uh you know it's 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 cumulative like if, if Garrett Bowles does his job does it well and fulfills his potential then all of a sudden the quarterback's job's easier the running back's job's easier and everybody feels better about the the way the direction I mean we, we had the sort of the gloom and doom about the quarterbacks and now we're disappointed in that well the, the offensive line has been a wreck for the Broncos for years Peyton Manning, when he was <laughs> able to spackle over the holes when he was still before the arm strength went away, was able yeah. to cover for a lot of that. But, but I look at this line, and I look at it with a healthy dose of skepticism because I, I want to see it come together. And pass blocking takes a little bit longer because you, you are reacting instead of being proactive on pass blocking. You have no choice. So being able to get in tune with the, the five guys along that line so they know where they're going to be at any given time, that's, that's going to be a work in progress. 
But when you look at the talent, the uh, very fortuitous addition of Alan Barber, uh, right at his camp began, it's basically a good opportunity for the, for the Broncos to make a little financial move that the Eagles found themselves a little outmaneuvered. Now you're talking about an offensive line with Foles, Barber, Paradis, Leary, probably Menelik Watson, yeah. uh, who at least on the right side can be a road grader tackle. This should be a better than average run blocking unit yeah. from the get-go. Is, is that a complete offensive line? No, but it's it's way better than what we've seen from the Broncos in recent years. Can, uh, to, to take things back for a moment to the quarterback position, but this isn't, this isn't really about a quarterback, but I want to ask you guys Damn about... Damn it, TJ. I know, I know. Team Trevor, Team is, Paxton, just say it. I just want to. I just want to know what you guys think about John Elway and the Denver Broncos saying under no circumstances, like even if both quarterbacks get hurt, less. Um, Les Shapiro. Les yep. Shapiro tweeted this out. He said, "If both quarterbacks get hurt, the Broncos are still not going to sign Colin Kaepernick." That's a that's a mistake. I, in my well, mind. I don't I don't get it. Like if if you if you if you think about the idea of stick to sports. Only base your decisions on sports-related things. Colin Kaepernick is not in any way, shape, or form letting his politics affect his sports. It should go both ways. John, but right. Like, right, the Broncos are in a position where they're saying his politics, not good for us. Right. And it doesn't matter if he's the better quarterback than what we have. We're not signing him. That, to me, I think would be a problem for fans. Look, you were willing to trade a draft pick for Mark Sanchez. And you won't even think of signing <laughs> right. Colin Kaepernick. You you wasted a draft pick on butt right. fumble. It wasn't the, much. The Sanchez. Right. It wasn't a huge draft pick. But you're telling me you're willing to take that much of a risk, but not on Colin Kaepernick. I don't. I don't get like it. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care. Here. It's like it doesn't matter. It's, take, you let it affect your football. I'll, I'll decisions. go. I'll go one step further. How many wins does this team have if Paxton starts all 16? Oh God. More than six would be a great yeah, season. I, I, I would say six. Okay. More than six, six would wins. be great. Yeah. Same with Trevor, though. How many, how many games does it win if Trevor Simeon starts all 16? I think seven is yeah, roughly seven yeah, would seven. be the max. Sure. How many games does this team win with Jay Cutler at quarterback? Cutler? Eight 11. to ten. <laughs> Easily, yeah. You're looking at a wild card spot. So how come we can say that and the team can't? <laughs> Valid well, again because that that bridge that bridge has been burned uh, and the the Broncos now got the bridge long burned with Jay Cutler. There's a political difference of opinion which keeps Colin Kaepernick out. But it, it is kind of funny that you mentioned it, DJ. It needs to work both ways. And you would argue, quite frankly, if the the general manager of the Denver Broncos was named Joe Schmo and not John Elway, and the the report would come out that. You know, a guy like Les who works with us on My Only Sports Radio yeah. that knows and is in touch with that team and, and people on that team for decades is able to ask the question directly if both quarterbacks were hurt both Kyle Sloter who I mentioned would be the starter you wouldn't consider Sonny Kaepernick the answer is no if it's not John Elway we're talking about right. Joe Schmo we're talking about how that GM is basically in dereliction of duty right especially yeah. when that GM drafted Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch like that's that would be a concern for me. So it, it is. You, you got to wonder how much credit John Elway's name still has. I think he has a lifetime get out of jail free card, especially in Denver. But there's a point where you just say, "Hey, John, look, you're great at evaluating defensive players. Why don't you stick to that and let other people evaluate the quarterbacks that you keep missing on?" And it's not unusual. Guys who are are, are good players in any sport, football or any sport, have very difficult time evaluating guys that have played their same position. 
it's always been the case. The, you go back, uh, go all the way back to the, the first real story that Ted Williams managing the Washington Senators uh, back in the 1950s complained that his guys weren't being very disciplined at the plate, weren't being able to pick out the pitches. And he basically ran them through drill and argued that said, well, you guys just need to be able to watch all the spins at the seams when the pitch comes in. The response from a few players, we, we, we can't do that. It's, <laughs> it's you know, a Well, you can do that. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's why you're Ted Williams. Right. Because you could do that. Magic <laughs> right. Johnson was a horrible basketball coach, mad at his, uh, the, the point guard for not knowing where all five guys are moving simultaneously. That's why you were Magic Johnson. Right. Yeah. John Elway's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game try to find a guy who mimics you in sort of size, speed, arm strength, which is what Elway's doing right. by nature, because he was that type of guy and succeeded, you expect him to probably look for that type of flair. Yes. But the, the understanding that part of what made John Elway special is not necessarily something that can be taught. The, the elite guys have that, and Elway would hardly be the first person in a position of power to make these kind of mistakes. The question is who else on the Broncos yeah. can come to Elway and has the gravitas to tell him, hey, John, maybe you need to step back from this because this isn't something you're going to have a blind spot for. Sports, sports is a meritocracy. It's supposed to be, at it's least. It's supposed to be, right? And, and what Ryan was saying about, hey, Elway's got to get out of jail free card for life, it, that's based off of his merit. What he did on the field and what he's done as a GM so far has given him the clout to make these decisions. But what he's essentially saying is that this is not a meritocracy as far as I'm concerned. I will make the decisions I want to make based off of the criteria I want to make it off of. It doesn't matter to me whether or not somebody's good or not. It matters to me whether or not they will do what I say and they agree with what I believe. And, and that, to me, is a very risky proposition because you limit, you narrow your field of talent and, and, and possible whatever in any realm. If you say, if you don't, if you don't believe what I believe, I can't work with you. It's, it's too soon it's to judge. It's a very hard line. So I, I don't necessarily want us to make a snap judgment, but I'd love to get everyone's opinion on this. I, I think that's why Vance Joseph is also the coach instead of Kyle Shanahan. Because you have a guy that this is, I, I said at the time, I, would agree. I, I on, thought the Joseph hiring yeah. Yeah. was essentially a consolidation of power under John Elway. That, that every part of this organization, from, from coaching to player acquisition, all of it has his fingerprints on it. That's okay when it works. Sure. When it doesn't work, there's a challenge. And even if you are a John Elway, there is a risk there. I feel that that extends all the way into the coaching staff at this point, too. That it is no longer a Gary Kubiak situation where... He's known John Elway for 30 years, and come back and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to fight you on this." And I disagree. Vance Joseph, in his first gig as a head coach, is not going to come up to John oh, Elway no. and no. say, "Hey, John, I know you want me to play Paxton Lynch, but I'm not doing it as your head coach because I'm the coach. I pick between the lines." Gary Kubiak could do not that. Work. Even John Fox work. could do that. Yeah. Vance Joseph can't do that. No. Right? No way. And that's possibly by design. Do you regret bringing us on this podcast? Because. No, this you, is great. You haven't, you haven't been able to talk. I tried to bring hey, you in earlier. I'm fine I with it. your name. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it. I like hearing what other people have to say. I have just been in my own thoughts with training camp because well, what else what am I supposed doing. to do for two hours a day? Um, so Are talking about NASA or the space program? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, all, right. all right. So since we're on the topic of training camp, what is keeping you guys excited about training camp? What do you keep going? Like when, when training camp starts, you go, all right. Coffee. I'm excited. Coffee. <laughs> By the way, they have a problem. Can we talk about the coffee problem? Yeah, the coffee's 
it at Dell Valley. Up. It gets it's there. It's a serious issue. It might be. It might be that uh, uh, hosts like us have like, serious caffeine. Possibly. Yeah, we yes. we're all addicts, but they do. They need. They need to have a system in place, and they have no system in place. I have realized that the reason that there's never any coffee there. Have you noticed that right before we go in to get coffee, Schlereth does? <laughs> so Schlereth is what just is basically it? dumping it into he whatever sixty-four gallon. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Schlereth. if he's in fact pissing down his leg, he apparently needs to, you know, fill the coffers right. of liquid before he does that. Yeah. And he does it with the damn coffee in the press room and the son of a bitch doesn't leave any for us. You can't power Las Vegas until there's rain and locked up by the Hoover Dam. Hey, they it's call just him, how it works. They call know? him stink for a reason and that stink is the stench of Kofefe. Yeah. Right down his leg. That no, really stinks, Schlereth. You, you... Talk about what's exciting about it. I mean, number one, I mean, it is football season. The Broncos are a story yes. franchise. But in our business, too, you always look to sink your teeth into a story. Right. Find a storyline. Well, this team is, is rife with storylines. You start with the quarterback. You start with the new coach. Uh, you start with now potential controversy, at least courting it, with John Elway. The, the, you know, the, we run occasionally you hear lazy sports talk hosts say when they don't have an idea for a show, oh, who's on your Mount Rushmore of Town X's sports, which is basically, <laughs> I have no idea what to talk about, so I'll throw it out there and crowdsource it. But in John Elway's case, there's not four, there's one. Right. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. else is below him. And that legacy is curiously at, at some level of risk, and it's entirely self-inflicted. Uh, he, he missed on Brock Osweiler. If he misses on Paxton Lynch as well, not only do you do you miss on a couple of these seasons that brought them to the Super Bowl, they've gone to two. It's not a net negative, but the challenge is when you're trying to re-sign maybe an Aqib Talib or some of the other more significant guys on the defense, then they look at the next last couple of years and go, hey, you know what? We keep trying to break in new quarterbacks and none of these guys are good. Maybe my window with this team is done. And then you run into some challenges. So to me, it's it's these storylines. How good is Von Miller really? Does he make the leap into Lawrence Taylor territory? Because I think he does. What does Bradley Roby turn into? Do they let him keep the leap go? Because he can take over that role. There's a lot of exciting things to, to look at, and then there's a lot of things that feel like they're walking a tightrope. I think Von Miller's legacy is already close. I think he's close to, to Lawrence Taylor territory already. Well, you get two and a I half in it. week one, and then you get two and a half in week <laughs> two, no and, way. Another, and then no you get way. a game off, and then two and a half. And then, look, I said it on the show, you got to read between the lines. If he says two and a half, that means he's sharing a sack with somebody. That's a team player right there. <laughs> Boom. Either, either that, either that team or he's player. putting team other player. pressure on the teammates. Somebody better get their ass out and get me a half sack. Yeah, well, he's got no one right now. At so. least the first month, it's not going to be yeah. Shaq Barrett or Dora uh, is sharing that one half sack. Somebody's going to share with him, but most importantly, Vaughn is going to share with him. Vaughn <laughs> and his quads that are the size of Coors Field. Could he get 30 sacks? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's, a, that's a number that just won't be achieved. Yeah. That's, no, that's he can't. Almost two a game, that's he That's could get tough. 23. Could he get 22 or 23? Absolutely. Hell yes. He get 23. It'd be 30? a lot easier no. if, if Ray and Barrett were healthy. Though, yeah. I can tell you that much. It'll be hard until those guys are back. I don't that's, think... his, that's his challenge. Yeah, I don't think anyone's getting And by the ever. way, Cleo Mack ain't doing it either. So right. this isn't for any of you Raiders <laughs> fans. Wait, wait, wait. For wait, any wait. of you Raiders fans that are listening, he's got his head buried in his butt too. Wait. <laughs> are we sure Tyson Brylow's not going to take the starting job? Because that's 10. Oh, no, no, no. That's yeah, 10. It's, it's Jared Bowles, hands down. Okay. Garrett is he, not giving up that Tyson start. But Tyson Brown is on the, the offensive line. He went around the right side. Yeah, he went around the right, right side. 
I'm hiding my family members if Ty Sambrello yeah. is Let's just is say starting. If, if somebody breaks the record, is it going to be somebody in the AFC West? It sure could be. <laughs> Justin Houston got 22 right. a couple of years yeah. ago. So, like, he, he and it, and close. It, and it's the tandems. Guys, guys like... Miller and Ray or Miller and Barrett and, and, and Wolf. The Broncos right. have a lot of options. Uh-huh. Uh, you look at the Chargers now with Melvin Ingram and, and Joey Bosa. Bosa, Bosa and Ingram. Bosa looks like J.J. Watt version 2.0. Uh, all the same health problems have been a challenge. Right. But, uh, Justin uh, Houston, but I mean, Tom the, There's a lot of guys. Manic and Jailhouse Rock. And that's another, yeah. I hate to keep going back to it, but look at the quarterbacks in this division. Derek Carr. Alex Smith, say what you will about Alex Smith. He's a veteran. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. This the, Bron- Rivers, the Broncos Rivers. would win 10 games with Alex Smith. The quarterback who gets feasted on is the guy wearing orange. I don't care who it is. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. Smith takes a lot of sacks, but that's his strength. He takes the sack he, he, instead of throwing he manics, the pick. He self-sacks. Yeah. He, he self-sacks. Manning used to do that. He would just go like, boom, and he'd crumble down to the ground. He self-sacks. And we, yeah. we watched it uh, earlier this week. If, if Paxton Lynch continues to show the propensity to roll out as if he was Brett Favre, uh, he's not going to be very long for this season because he's going to get hurt. <laughs> he's get lit if, up. if Paxton yeah. starts, how many carries does he have this year? All 16 games? All 16 games. Oh, it'd be 60 uh, or 70. I'm saying at least like four a game. At yeah. least four a game. I'm going to go with 60. I, that, I, would, I would agree with that. You know, the beauty of, before we wrap this up, the beauty of this podcast is that Eric, who came down to join us, um, his contributions have been huge. Uh, <laughs> Eric, He's Eric, been taking some Eric, Eric, does not, Eric does not realize that nodding your head on a podcast <laughs> like, doesn't actually add anything. Oh, you guys hey, can't see me? I am. Auditory medium, unfortunately. Yep. But, yep. Uh, but hey, great. Hey, a, a fan joined us. There we I mean, go. There you holy go. crap, guys, we've got a fan. Wow. We should have let him talk. Woo. He might have had better takes than we did. The fan to host ratio. You the fan to host ratio is, is a little shaky at the moment. We'll wrap it up with that uh, depressing quarterback talk. Um, <laughs> that nope, does nope. it for another episode of Ryan Green yeah. in Space. That yeah. was that was great. Nowhere you know, to go it's a, real, it's a real Sophie's Choice we're facing. Right, right, absolutely. Um. But like, hey, again, like Sean said, it's going to be at least an entertaining season, no matter what, with all the storylines on this team. Entertaining my ass. That will do it for Sean, Nate, Eric, TJ, and myself, Ryan Green. We want to thank Tap 14. 1920 Blake Street, just a, a, again, we can just see Coors Field. It's got Colorado beer, Colorado spirits. You're a single and a wild pitch away when you're at the stadium. Oh, yeah. And if you're single and a wild pitch at this bar, you're probably going if home you're with a, a single girl. And a, if you're single and a wild pitch, Ryan would like your number. <laughs> He's not kidding, please. DTF. Please. Uh, I've got business cards. Yeah. Well, let me know. At rgreen5280 on Twitter. <laughs> Just all, you know, slide right into his DMs, if, if, see what happens. If you need a new profile picture, I'm your guy. Right, that'll do it for the Broncos Blitz. We are now going to record some Rocky stuff with Sean Drotar, so make sure to listen to that. That'll be up on 5280 Sports Network. But for everyone here, Tap 14 and 5280 Sports Network, I'm Ryan Green. We'll see you later.